Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. When affliction comes, we should run to the throne of grace. 2 Corinthians 33:12. When he was in affliction, he besought the Lord his God and humbled himself greatly before the God of his Father. In the world ye shall have tribulation, John 16, 33, says Christ, but in me ye shall have peace. The trials to which Christians are subjected in sorrow, adversity, and reproach are the means appointed of God to separate the chaff from the wheat. Our pride, selfishness, evil passions, and love of worldly pleasure must all be overcome. Therefore God sends us afflictions to test and prove us and show us that those evils exist in our characters. We must overcome through his strength and grace that we may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. For our light affliction, says Paul, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. 2 Corinthians 4, 17 and 18. Afflictions, crosses, temptations, adversity, and our varied trials are God's workmen to refine us, sanctify us, and fit us for the heavenly garner, which is a granary. Many of your afflictions have been visited upon you in the wisdom of God to bring you closer to the throne of grace. He softens and subdues his children by sorrows and trials. This world is God's workshop where he fashions us for the courts of heaven. He uses the planing knife upon our quivering hearts until the roughness and the irregularities are removed and we are fitted for our proper places in the heavenly building. Through tribulation and distress, the Christian becomes purified and strengthened and develops a character after the model that Christ has given. Let the affliction, which pain us so grievously, become instructive lessons teaching us to press forward toward the mark of the prize of our high calling in Christ. Let us be encouraged by the thought that the Lord is soon to come. Let this hope gladden our hearts. Uh, our reading quoted a line from John sixteen thirty three. Here's the whole verse. Jesus said, These things have I spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. This seems to express the entire controversy between Christ and Satan with us as the battleground. I've read and believe that nothing happens without God's knowledge and permission and what he allows is for our good and his glory. Sorry, <laughs> I got interrupted. I'm back. Uh, John sixteen thirty three says, In the world ye shall have tribulation. I can see, day by day, 
how Jesus selects what to allow and how far to allow a trial to deepen. James 1 verse 17 tells us, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. So, evil does not proceed from God, but he allows the use of it as a tool to rouse us to our condition and need and to galvanize us in the fight against sin and self. Would you agree? He weighs each thing, and as Peter says in chapter 1, verse 7, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perisheth, though it, your faith, be tried with fire, it might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Does it strike you that this is one of the ways that God, being completely good and completely love, can fight against evil? by allowing evil to reveal itself and induce us to come to him for help. So it seems the harder the Satan and his angels attack us, the faster we realize our condition and need and flee to Jesus. The sooner we repent and turn from evil, the sooner our help from God comes to light. So in a way, we control our experience to a great degree, right? Stubbornness will bring a deeper, longer trial to awaken us. Remember Pharaoh. Every plague he, he chose to settle into his position more deeply and become so entrenched in his opposition to God that finally his destiny was sealed. I believe God was trying to awaken him such that he would turn to God and change the history of Egypt. But he... Remember, God gives us completely freedom of choice, and he chose to be hardened in opposition. And we, too, can make our experience easier or harder. Harder because God does not want to give up on you. It is the work of God to lay the glory of man in the dust. God hates pride, for pride does not seek help and will not receive it. First Peter chapter 5, verse 5 says, be clothed with humility, for God resists the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Now, I'm sure you've tried to share knowledge with a know-it-all individual. It's a pretty thankless task. And you say, how about the pleasure and the pleasant experience of sharing with one who's open to hear your expressed ideas? God himself is humble. Though if anyone could be proud, it would be he. If we allow God to soften and subdue us in trial, if we can be a good, of good cheer and we can press forward with faith in Jesus' ability to save us entirely, we shall be encouraged and our hearts gladdened. Let's have prayer together this morning, my brothers and sisters, and bow with me. Dear Jesus, thank you, Lord, that you have been willing to pay the, the most incredible price for us. And as we realize our value, we understand why it's worth the suffering to go through to help to make us what you would have us to be. For it was not a small investment you made, and you want us to come up to the highest standard possible that we might have the greatest joy. Thank you, Jesus. I pray for those who are here with me this morning, that you would bring them to an understanding of your work in their life, 
and though we may not understand the sorrows and the trials that beset us when we were children and helpless, we can see how you can take anything and turn it for good. For you are all-powerful, and we thank you, Lord. We give you our heart today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining me today, and I'll see you in the morning.